0: The year is, I am from beyond. Slay your enemies and all you desire shall be yours. Nothing you dream of is impossible for me to accomplish. I'm Dave. I'm I'm Zach. And this is my marvelous year, Secret Wars.
1: Hello and welcome to My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club, where we go through all of Marvel's comics from their origins to today. I'm Zach, the comic book newbie, and alongside Dave, the comic book expert, who just told me off mic before we started recording, he plans on having ten more children so he can host his own version of Secret Wars. Six kids versus six kids. (laughs) 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 It's It's no coincidence that child number one was named Von Doom Busing.
0: Yeah, Von uh, Doom. It's going to be interesting uh, having Little Scott Free, or no, Little Big Barda. I, I can't remember what we call the other one on here. Um, but uh, yes, uh, yeah. got to have my own it's battle mutable. world. I'm super excited about today. We are finally doing Secret Wars. It's been probably, apart from Stiltman and a, an ever growing number of topics, the most contentious comic between Zach and myself, as we've been doing the My Marvel this year read through the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe, because Zach has long stated he thought he didn't like the comic. I have have clearly advocated for it. I think it's super fun. We're going to talk about why in all its glorious specifics. But we're in 1984, and that means we're doing all Secret Wars all the time this episode. If you want to play along with the My Marvelous Year Club, you can read along with all of the curated lists. They are included in the show notes. They are included uh, for Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear and uh, where else. And you can go to mymarvelousyear.com if you want to find some more details as well. So, without further ado let's talk secret wars it is a 12 issue limited series in the marvel mm-hmm. universe it is the first real major crossover event that includes the vast majority of marvel characters that we know about the fantastic four are here the avengers are here the x-men are here spider-man's here and on the bad guy side you've got a, a murderer's row literally sometimes with dr doom the wrecking crew absorbing man dr octopus the lizard um, the Galactus and the new entity, the Beyonder. So let's start here, Zach. This let's is talk a big about, you want to moment talk about context in first? Marvel history. Um we'll talk about the context, but before we even do that, mm-hmm. I wanna know, was your experience reading it this time different?
1: Did you oh, let's how not, do you let's feel about get, uh, it? Broadly? Let's not let's not talk about that. Let's episode. not talk about your feelings. We don't, we don't need yet. it. We don't need to Hear what I have to say. I don't want to ruin. That's your true. Time. I think
0: most people of most fans of the show would agree. Boo.
1: <laughs> I'm just hey. I'm trying to be nice. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, raid on your parade here today. Okay, that's clear okay. foreshadowing. No, no. Okay, <laughs> you know what? For, for the fisticuffs. That I, are about I've got. To ensue. I mean, you know, I've I've got. You know, some like complicated, nuanced, really critical. Um, you know, opinions about this. But she I also will say terrible. Say, let's uh, let's do. context have if you l- want to do context. No, well, no, just a so, so. So we've been. You know, I've been seeing like people in the club, uh, people on Facebook talking about secret wars because we're (laughs) just just all of Facebook is
0: there's a pandemic. I I mean, I am. I am in a Marvel
1: Unlimited Unlimited discussion group on Facebook and uh, and I hear people talk about secret wars there once in a while. Sure. So I will say I think I might be slightly more positive on this than your average reader now. Okay. like I'm not saying like I am. I am not. (laughs) <laughs> on your wavelength with this you know this is not like a great fun time like this is not one of my favorite comics or anything <laughs> this is not a great fun time <laughs> this was not a great fun time <laughs> no that's Zach. not what i meant to say this is uh, a <laughs> it's not one of my faves but i think i probably like it a little more than the like the temperature of the uh the, so like, you the think the
0: baseline audience. marvel fan I, I, yeah i, I hesitate to call them that, given what they're, yeah, you, they're doing You here. know what I mean. Do you think I mean, the baseline uh, perception of Secret Wars is not that good? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I mean,
1: it's definitely not that good. I mean, the, the reception at the time was... It, I mean, it sold insanely well at the time. So, let's yeah, okay, let's get into context. This was a cash grab by Jim Shooter. This was an insanely cynical toy merchandise crossover event with Mattel. Right, this was
0: like... I think that is, that is some retroactive assumptions going on in terms of the mm, cynicism of it. I don't know that it is hard story to justify is the very existence. wholeheartedly earnest about like welcoming kids to the Marvel universe. Yes, it is. It exists in part because Mattel was creating a toy line for Marvel and they wanted a big event to tie it into. Right. So like the context mm-hmm. is actually not all that dissimilar from another Jim shooter written spectacle. That we just discussed in 1984, Part One, Dazzler the movie, right? Same kind of thing, where they're trying to tie that into a literal movie and an album, yeah, yeah, sure, right? So, but I don't, no, I, I don't I, really I fault say, I a think, comic that the re- exists. I mean, with ties is... to other like money making endeavors. I mean, I, that doesn't bother me. Like in the same, you know, like that. That to me is like like dropping. No, I mean, a if, band if the product if it came out well commercial.
1: and it was like, oh, this is weird, it, uh, it's based off a toy line, but it's a great comic. I, I wouldn't care about that. that. I'm not talking about that from like but, I, but I'm saying comic. when I'm you just call saying... it
0: so cynical I don't think it reads that way it's not like this this heap because because there are comics like that that exist right there are stories like that that exist where it is clearly just like listen I'm just here to pick up a check I don't think Secret Wars feels that way at
1: all despite mm. the fact that those are its what beginnings. I mean have we read anything that has this kind of a, a reputation or like cynicism to date I'm stuff like this is coming later for sure right? <laughs> I think but like previously i think this is probably the most like clearly you know trying to market selling things to kids of what we've read i mean specifically like here's some examples just from the wikipedia page and this is you know everyone knows this little bit of trivia they didn't know what they were going to call it until Mattel's focus groups said that boys responded well to the words wars and secret <laughs> you know and they're right it's no, a good right name I, it is it is a good name it's i a like that but, like, name. like that is, market, you know, wor- research working that is just marketing working from the marketing backwards you know, and then also there's a lot of new costumes in this because they wanted a new toy line. You know, like, yeah. You could I mean, okay. It,
0: so like both those things, I guess, are taking. They're taking little stabs at the creative freedoms that are perceived in yeah, an artistic I, endeavor, where it's like, well, the, you're, you're the getting money making enterprise here I'm is not telling us that, what like, to do. Which I mean, it's less creative than than the original version of things, right? In this yeah, case, yeah. But though, I, I
1: don't think I don't think it leaks into the comic too much. I actually well, think I mean, like the costumes for, for, do. Yeah, that's true, but generally the costumes are good. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and we, the names we got really Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like these things are actually good. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say uh, the goofiest the goofiest toy stuff that leaks in would uh-huh. be like uh, the Wrecking Crew driving around a giant like vehicle because they have to have these big vehicles for the toy line yeah, or like the yeah, bases. Yeah. You know, that's that sort of thing. Well, where you, you know can what's wild? It's
1: like... like they they clearly wanted to make you know like different bases and vehicles. They all suck. Like one of the worst things about this comic is how absolutely lifeless and anonymous, the whole aesthetic of Battleworld seems. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Battleworld seems like this entirely generic, like, just the most boring, like, they put absolutely no thought into it, which is not the case because they were trying to, you know, base toys off of it. Yeah, um, those designs
0: aren't the most fun. The, the only good part that really comes out of the bases are the interiors, um, and also the fact that Doom's names the villains' base Doom Base. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which is great. Uh, if you haven't, Before, if you are a newer comic book reader or worked around in 1984-85, check out the Secret Wars toy line. It's really fun to explore. Uh, I had a a good amount of fun uh, back in my CBR article writing days doing one on the Secret Wars toy line. Uh, It was 10 toys that are awesome and 5 that suck. No, that's not what it was called.
1: Oh, I was about to make the same (laughs) joke of like 10 toys that stood up to my... Uh, vigorous playtesting and five that crumbled in my strong hands it might (laughs) that's a much better title uh, than whatever it actually was but like it's it's pretty fun it's also very
0: funny because a number of the toys that got produced are like (laughs) hobgoblin and daredevil and um like whiplash like characters that aren't even in the comic book event uh so so check that out if you haven't before that's a fun fun little tidbit uh, the the but only I other little uh, the, the cynicism thing. angle, it, it bugs me because I don't it's true and it's there, but it doesn't really feed into this story. Well, I didn't say it
1: does. You you are getting defensive about it. I, because all you I criticized was saying, it, calling it cynical. And I know what you're talking about. I, I've seen it. Plenty. No, I yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I think that if you uh, if you didn't know that, you probably wouldn't know that. That's which yeah, is totally. a compliment. Totally. Right. That's if you don't know but... something,
0: you don't know something. Like, I think if you didn't all know that this was being that.
1: created for a toy line, you probably wouldn't pick up on that fact, which I think is, you know, a positive thing, right? You would pick
0: up? No, no, you would not. That it's being written. No, I'm saying you would pick up that it's written for kids. It is written for a younger yeah. audience. That is intentional. Um, and that is actually part of the appeal to me, despite. Um, I-, I can see the flaws with that, right? And, like, more than ever, again, we just talked about Dazzler the movie. I can see the flaws with Jim Shooter's writing, and we'll talk about what some of those are. But it's it's written very simply in general and for I, a younger I, I audience. It's nicest, meant as a welcome mat. I mean, it's a welcome nicest mat the nicest thing I Marvel can U-S say Wars.
1: about this is that if you're a kid in 1985 and you want like if you if you had a kid in your life that you wanted to get into Marvel comics, I like I can't recommend anything more than handing them a stack of Secret Wars. I mean, I don't I think I don't think, that, like,
0: I don't think that's true for just 1985. Like I, I think that's that's not right.
1: 2020. Uh, um, I. I don't know because I haven't read that much more recent stuff, uh, and I also never see people recommend this when someone's like, "How do I get into Marvel Comics?" So I'm gonna. I don't know if you break into Marvel Comics with a copy of Secret Wars, but if you oh, read I don't this know early I think... in your experience, it's a
0: heck of a lot of fun.
1: No, I I think I think so. I think this is probably that's probably the the most like successful thing. I bet it was really successful. It, it was like it's it sold insanely well. It sold better than any comic in the last twenty five years, apparently. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, comic, as yeah. as far as
0: like success for the time, purely yeah. on a a sales level, Secret Wars did really well. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. The first being like this is the big, <laughs> this is the big Marvel crossover event. Hey, we start here. It's 1984. Welcome to the era of crossovers. Now that comes with a whole lot of baggage. DC's Crisis on Infinite Earths is about to launch. Um, you know, a handful of months later. So they're both kind of doing this at the same time. Marvel beats mm-hmm. him to the punch just barely uh, with, again, we should mention, and we'll talk about this as we go, like written by Jim Shooter art, primarily by Mike Zach uh, with some Bob Leighton assists here and there, but they beat DC's crisis by a minute. And like, this is now comic book events are here and the first one sells well. And now that's the industry like from now on. Yeah. So there's a legacy to it as well that I think a lot of people view um, negatively. Because it's been abused, and that is certainly something that's been misutilized for cash grabs. You want to talk? The, the other about thing about I wanted to publishers?
1: I wanted to mention with context is uh, Carol K- or Carol Kalish, I think that's her name, the direct sales manager at the time, who was like talking mm-hmm. to comic book um, comic book stores at a convention, uh-huh. announced Secret Wars two, I think the next year, <laughs> and everyone just booed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Yeah, but then she like calmed it down and spun it around. Apparently, she was very good at her job. Spun it by just being like, well, let's be honest, Secret Wars was crap, right? But did it sell? <laughs> and that, like, turned the room around. <laughs> I have not heard that story. It's, pretty, it's in, uh, it's in story. Marvel comic, The Untold Story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's I guess I good. read it and forgot yeah. it.
0: Um. Okay, sure. I mean, yeah, like, Secret Wars 2 is going to come out of this, and as well as just, like, the Marvel era of events. This kicks mm-hmm. it off. So, yeah. okay. That's the, that's the context for why the story is created like the the rationale for why Jim Shooter is the writer in a lot of ways is by his own by Hubris? his own account <laughs> no it, it partially but it's also by his own account like other writers were territorial about the characters they were writing right like Chris Claremont doesn't want his X-Men getting pulled into other people's books sounds like probably John Byrne doesn't want his fantastic forget right like that sort of thing so Jim mm-hmm. Shooter's like well I'm the boss and I can take all them and take the brunt of angry responses from our creators as opposed to throwing, like, a burn or a Claremont mm. on it and having them use, quote-unquote, somebody else's character, even though by shooter's account, like, that's not what they were. So that's how he tells the story of yeah. the rationale for him writing it, um, which actually does make some semblance for of sure, sense. I think there's a also bit, a, yeah. a realistic, like, angle there that he probably just wanted to. Um, it, this is a huge yeah. opportunity as far as, like, writing the biggest Marvel story that had been told. Again, like, we've seen all these characters kind of together before,
1: never quite like this. Yeah, again, that's that's why I'm saying, like, I think this is a good on-board for somebody. Like, if you're only vaguely familiar with these characters, I don't think these are, by far, this is not the best version of any of these characters. But you get most uh, of the X-Men, you get the disagree. Fantastic Four, disagree. you get the Avengers. Let me finish my thought, then we can well, get you can't, can't say something here.
0: wrong, not get a disagreement. All right, well, Dr. Doom. let's put a pin in. This is the best version of Doctor Doom. It is a v-
1: date. It is a very good version of Doctor Doom. I don't know. I I don't know. The yeah, King. Sure. It, right, it's it's saying? very close to John Burns for me. You're, but you're right. It is. It is a good Doctor Doom. Um. Yeah. But you get the Avengers, Spider Man, Fantastic Four, the X Men, most of them, and it does feel very like. Hey, you kind of get a flavor of everyone's personality here. Yeah, you get a little like a, a view of them, and so. I feel like this would be a good place to start, because you just get that little taste of who everyone is, so when you jump into their own individual series, you're already kind of familiar. I think it's very successful at that, if a little flat in that, like... It feels written by algorithm <laughs> a bit. You get a, yeah, that I can you see. Know what you get I mean? a little
0: watered-down characterization. Like Wolverine, but, it's like, well, what's not, his thing? He's mad. Yeah, He's angry yeah, all the time. Exactly. Right?
1: You, get, yeah. you get a little But it's distilled not essence. 60s Avengers, where everyone has literally the same voice. You know when everyone sounds like Captain America, so it's not that. Yeah, but it's that's kind better of what the than Avengers that. Yeah,
0: kind of are <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, who would you say? Who are the characters here that are the least, um, the least well served? Like who are the characters? Like I would like I was reading this again, thinking like Nightcrawler gets nothing. Yeah, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler gets, gets no absolutely moments. nothing.
1: Iron Man was so bad that I didn't realize it was James Rhodey until like issue eight or nine. <laughs> like until couple, they actually, he
0: gets a couple little moments. I like. I like that it's Rhodey in the armor carrying I mean, did, through because did that they gives him at least something different.
1: Until like because it was like issue 8 or something where he's like getting worried that people are going to notice that it's not Tony Stark and he's talking about it and that was the first time I noticed and I was like oh did I just miss this? Was this? Yeah, no, it, like,
0: no it doesn't. There's stuff that doesn't kick in until deep into the story. So let, let's talk about the premise. Um, unless actually let me answer let you answer the question. Yeah. Oh. Is there uh, anybody else that you thought well, was like really service?
1: Um well, you know what, Let, let's let's put a pin in that and um, talk about characters once we get over the, the whole premise, because I want to talk about the premise in large, and then we can talk about, like, I mean, we're not going to, the overarching story of this is very straightforward. Um, I think most of what we're going to talk about is probably the, like, three big plot events and mm-hmm. then all the little character moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the Beyonder, we don't know anything about him, some ultra-powerful being, Zap's all of our heroes and a bunch of villains onto Battle World, and like mm-hmm. Battle World is constructed of a bunch of chunks of a lot of different worlds, including like <laughs> some suburbs of out of Denver, which we never see any the people running around Denver, but apparently it's populated.
0: Populated Who with uh,
1: all. with a bunch of would be female superheroes as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More um, villains, and uh he just instructs them to fight, right? Like that's the the setup. It's just like heroes, villains, you fight. Well, kind of he
0: promises them you slay your oh, enemies. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. All that you desire shall be yours, mm-hmm. right? And then they have to figure out. Okay, we just got warped to some cosmic planets. He made all the stars and all the planets around us disappear. Mm-hmm. This is a being of untapped, unknown power. He says nothing you dream of is impossible for me to accomplish, and he's kind of kind of seems like he might be telling the truth. Um, and they Galactus have to decide: should we there, right? kill our enemies? Like... Should the good guys kill the bad guys, and vice versa? to get what he's offering, right? If,
1: if Galactus is there, it's just like, oh. Galactus well. gets pulled into the bad guys group, which is a great touch. But the, the fact that Galactus is pulled in kind of sells the fact that the Beyonder really is, like, somehow, you know, even a step above Galactus, right? Like, yeah. Galactus is somewhat powerless against him. And yep. uh, Magneto gets pulled into the good guys group, which is also a nice touch. I like that.
0: Yeah, a good reflection of how that character's been trending. In yeah. Uncanny X-Men as he... Because even in this, like, everyone immediately... Because pretty much every hero in Marvel has fought him at some mm-hmm. point now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the thing, like, immediately calls out, like, what's this guy doing here? Uh. And you actually do get... <laughs> not nuanced discussion, but you get a good, like, Avengers versus X-Men kind of overview of, you know, like mutants banding together of Hawkeye constantly being the one to be like he's Magneto's an evil <laughs> terrorist and Hawkeye's you guys are terrorists here. by joining him, right? Yeah. Um it you know, it brings up the conversation at least which which comes up even today like why don't the Avengers do more for the X-Men, you know? Like they're not they're not quite the pals that I think like silver age, you know, hero like think would have would have led you to believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean he splits pretty quickly. Um and then I think my biggest, so this, this is indicative of my biggest problem with Secret Wars, which is that there's not really an overarching story besides they all get pulled onto a world and are told to fight. It has, and I don't mean this in the like uh, pejorative way that we have said it before, um, but it does have that banging your actions to action figures together feel to it, but probably the best version of that I can imagine,
0: right? So that's, that's the part where when people say like, oh, it's based on a toy line and it's meant to sell toys. That I totally agree with which is yeah, and it's take like and the story definitely feels like taking the toys and smashing Mm -hmm. them together like there's there's
1: a lot of that but Um, I think well in the fighting is more or less forgettable and dull it's the uh, it's like all the million little yeah, there's a few like stand-up moments but mostly I think what like it makes this worth reading is the million little character dynamic moments right like yeah. The length of this which I don't I don't think overall is justified by the plot does, you know, allow for a lot of weirdo interactions. Right? You get that strange yes. little like yes. Spider-Man and Hawkeye standing on the outside being like Spider-Man being like, "Man, who am I without web-slingers?" and Hawkeye being like, "Hey, at least you still have spider strength I'm without arrows. I'm just another like you know, Joe Blow and, yeah. like, being Mopey. Like, you get a million of those scenes of just, like, oh, what if these two heroes talked? Not all of which them is... are the most... We, we just read Contest of Champions. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. compared to that, this is, like, great writing. This is, you know... Inc- yeah. This is uh, incredibly in-depth character work.
0: And I do feel like that's an important, like, piece of context is the only other thing that had been anything like this is Contest of Champions, which, again, by, by comparison is nowhere oh, near yeah. as good no no yeah you no know, like this this does do the very challenging feat of bringing everyone together you mm-hmm. know of of tackling whatever it, the number are 15 heroes and 15 villains approximately and giving yeah. them a little bit of of time of focus i think like you said does it need to be 12 issues it could just as easily be eight it could just as easily be four it could- it could be right? six. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing you is, could like, reduce what reduce it. Happens like, now, between... now it would be reduced for sure. Um, but there's, you do get the opportunity for some, like, kind of fun character work here and there because it does drag out. Yeah. Um, there yeah, there that, are basically I mean, three big beats throughout fun. it. Yeah, The yeah, first besides... is everyone figuring out what's going on. Right. And Heroes versus villains. Yeah. Right. So, like, the kind of the setup is actually like, okay, we're going to fight all these bad guys. The bad guys want to kill us because they want what the Beyonder's offering, and uh, we're going to do that dance for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. So that happens. The next thing is, hey, Galactus is there. He bum-rushed the Beyonder in issue one, got slapped down, and uh, and and couldn't do anything. So now he's been standing mysteriously up on a hill, standing vigil, I think is the phrase that keeps getting repeat- repeated, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what winds up happening is he summons his homeworld, his ship, and he's going to, if he can't take out the Beyonder, he's going to eat this planet <laughs> and try to generate enough power to, like, break out of there, right? Nobody keeps Galactus in a corner, right? So then the heroes and villains have to decide, um, hey, do we stop Galactus? Do we try, how do we stop Galactus? And mm-hmm. it becomes a big everybody versus Galactus throwdown yep. with Reed jumping in and saying, no, we shouldn't stop him because I'm the Galactus's lawyer and he has me on retainer (laughs) to defend him at all times. Right? Yeah, like
1: he's such a little white knight for uh, Galactus. (laughs) It's just pathetic. Like in in the worst like reply guy way of, you know, like always hopping on Twitter to defend his fave no matter how problematic. He has so many uh, ghost accounts defending Galactus (laughs) that he thinks people don't realize are his. Because this time it's like, let's let him suck the energy out of Battleworld, destroy Beyonders and us, all of us, like, let Galactus kill all of us so that he will, that Beyonder will grant him the wish of removing his hunger Yeah. so that we'll save lives in the future. And it's like, Reed, <laughs> like, you just had this decision you could have made. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, and Reed
0: finally comes, the only reason he comes around is because he is granted a vision by Galactus, oddly enough, of Sue back home. She's pregnant uh, mm-hmm. with, with her second child at this time. And he's like, actually, I want to live <laughs> and see my baby. And everybody's like, great, thanks, Reed. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like we're happy for you. Um. So, and then that all builds to the third, and really, what
1: the story's all about the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Which kinda, is, it kind of feels like we needed to like get to this way quicker because this is the yeah. interesting part. From yeah, I, I, I it can got, see that it's, it's my got favorite pretty part, boring for, sure. for a while until that. Yeah.
0: This is Doctor Doom, uh, trying to steal the Beyonder's power. He recognizes immediately. Oh, this is a huge opportunity for a power source that we don't know anything about and that is brand new. And I'm Dr. Doom. That means I'm going to take it for myself. I'm going to take this thing from the Beyonder. And that is the third and best plot for me. Again, like I've said this before. I don't know if on the podcast, this is the ultimate Dr. Doom story. It is so good. If you read it as anything other than a Dr. Doom story, I don't know that it's fantastic. But if you read this as Secret Wars colon Dr. Doom, I love it like this is Doom's this this puts Doom at the head of every character in the Marvel Universe as far as the most interesting character as far as the one with the best plans as far as the one who kind of like wins the day and or at least potentially and it makes him so compelling and really taps into one of Lee and Kirby's best Fantastic Four ideas with Doom which was when he stole the surfers power cosmic way yep. back in fantastic four or, you know whatever it is 57 to 60 and um he's he's doing the same thing here but what on a grander scale to the point that he's becoming an omnipotent god and that journey i love you can see it from the first issue that he's at because galactus goes soaring after the beyonder doom's right on his coattails <laughs> doom immediately jetpacks oh I, yeah i love
1: him. like he's literally riding in his wake like he yeah. says that it just because he's just like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna wait for my opportunity to sweep in and you know. yeah. And everything about him is like, okay, this guy told us fight good guys
0: and bad guys. No, that's dumb. I'm not doing that. There's a bigger opportunity here, right? And when he's leading the villains, like, he's being friendly to Molecule Man, but only because he recognizes Owen Reese is insanely powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, this is the beginning of Owen Reese as, like, Jim Shooter's favorite boy. And uh, really, our club intro to... The insane powers of the
1: Molecule Man? which are Yeah, I read a few of those relevant. in Extra Issues back in, like, the early 60s, the Fantastic Four with Molecule Man. Yeah. And he was always pretty boring because he was just, like, an omnipotent being that needed some deus ex machina for them to win. Uh, I really like how Jim Shooter handles him here, which is that, like, yeah. he is very, very powerful here, right? He can control all Molecules, Uh, but he's also just kind of a like nervous this neurotic mess of a guy who keeps like talking about what his therapist wants for him (laughs) which is like a great way to hobble a character who otherwise is like too big to be interesting right if he's just like so you know he's just easily swayed he doesn't like to be called a nerd that like really makes him mad he mostly is just like kind of wants a girlfriend. <laughs> he's bummed out he doesn't have a girlfriend. He like yeah. latches onto Titania the moment she shows any interest in him. Like no, all that Volcano. stuff is really Volcano. Is it Titania okay. I mean, thinks he's a nerd. Those two were like pretty uh, uh interchangeable to me. They're so um,
0: different. How could you? Volcano. I mean, one, one of them glows and one doesn't. Is very um feeling. She's a very large woman and she gets volcano powers but she mm-hmm. pretty much immediately hits it off with owen and they become a, an inseparable couple titania is always mad and wants to fight and got beefed up super strong and there's an amazing moment <laughs> there's a few with her um but when the heroes are like running away from one of their fights she just mm-hmm. rips a chunk of like giant machinery out and hurls it a good 400 yards after them mm-hmm. and then the wrecking crew were like yeah good idea let's uh Let's throw some smaller rocks because they can't lift anything that large. So they just yes, start chucking yeah. boulders.
1: Oh, it's so good. The wrecking Cruise inclusion is pretty good. They're mostly used as just like, uh, you know, this kind of comedic foil for everything. They The 80s, them.
0: uh, um,
1: Biff, right. They're
0: like b- the, the dumb bully.
1: I love that. Like at one point, one of them and they, those are all interchangeable for me, except for the wrecker himself. Um, but uh, one of them is like making fun of Molecule Man and all the yeah. rest like immediately realize <laughs> what's going and they just kind of like fade into the background and start talking mm-hmm. about like, wow, it's uh, it's getting cloudy here. <laughs> this other guy's like prodding Molecule Man. Yeah, um,
0: Absorbing Man fits into their crew pretty well too. Um, oh yeah, they he's great. Kind of oh, yeah. A, they're, they're, they like have them. some,
1: you know, goofball comedy moments. Yeah.
0: Sometimes hit, sometimes don't.
1: Yeah, um, okay. So <clears throat> Doom eventually works his way into getting the power cosmic the power cosmic whatever it is the beyonders powers yes by like some pretty weird it doesn't matter uh claw gets summoned because he's been buzzing around galactus's oh no it's not the Beyonder's powers it's galactus's powers he's claw has been buzzing around as sound waves in galactus's ship because claws made out of sound he's not like solid which is a which is a continuation
0: of a thread in dazzler number three yeah they like <laughs> they do a little wink so to that yeah which is pretty yeah. funny
1: um and then because Claw, like, knows the layout of the ship, like, it's built into his body, which is made of sound, Doctor Doom can, like, horrifically section him into these thin pieces to make these magnifying glasses. And I yeah, like that claw, is claw just he makes Claw pepperoni. Being, he makes what? Claw pepperoni. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I just didn't hear you. Um, yeah, it's kind of horrifying because Claw is just like, oh, it doesn't hurt. It just tingles, ingles, ingles. And like, he's, claw, claw here is nothing like
0: the Ulysses claw we've seen as no the, he's like a weird uh, um, court attacker jester of Black character? Panther yeah he's just yeah. like he's like lost his mind essentially and yeah. uh, and he just repeats phrases and makes them rhyme
1: oh he's kind of like the uh, the jester in uh, Game of Thrones out on Dragonstone like he just kind of walks around like singing a little tune and sure. uh, being creepy yeah sure yeah Um. anyway so Dr. Doom steals the power cosmic from Galactus just as Galactus is like sucking the power out of his own ship which they call his world, his home world. I guess yes. it's kind of a world, but also a ship. Anyway, Doctor Doom gets the power cosmic. You're yada that? It's
0: an awesome moment.
1: <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> it's he does it's that. very, well, no, because really that part's cool, but I think the really, is that the turning point, or is it when he gets the Beyonders powers? Oh, no, so, you're right. That That is the moment that's really awesome, where, like, he, the moment he, he comes gets those, those powers, powers. yeah,
0: And it's it's right in the wake of him having gotten his butt handed to him right so like like right preceding that he gets beat the heck up and becomes mm-hmm. emo doom which is another one of my favorite moments in this when he mm-hmm. comes back to the base all tattered and torn having lost and he's like nothing's worth it and he just collapses on his bed like a sullen 14 year old it's amazing but then he quickly recognizes his opportunity with Galactus's power um, oh it's after so he goes to Galactus's homeworld once Galactus throws him out like he's a bug like he's a gnat and, uh, and then the second time around, Doom realizes, oh, I can just steal his power when he's doing this thing, and he succeeds. And that's what allows him to then approach the Beyonder.
1: I love the, like, the visuals of that, which is that, like, he's so out of control with the cosmic power, he has no idea how to handle mm-hmm. it, that, like, the first thing that happens is that he turns the room into the inside of his mask. Mm-hmm. Like, all the doors become Doom faces, and the whole entire room is, like, the Doom helmet. Yeah. And then the panels show, like, he's looking at his own brain like it's really it, i don't know that stuff's really creative
0: i also love the um we like to talk about like stemming from amazing spider-man if this be my destiny him you know never giving up right And you pushing the giant boulder off your back dr dim kind of gets his his version of that moment here as he uh as he approaches the beyonder with Galactus' power it's like still not quite enough to actually get to the beyonder, right? So the beyonder's fending him off and Doom is like literally torn apart as he's doing this, right? Like he is taken apart piece by piece, but he keeps having these monologues that he's yelling out loud in the void of space to himself, like no, Doom will not be defeated. No, I am Doom, like I will survive, I will prevail. At one point, he throws a holographic image of himself to the heroes like, "Hey, uh, everything's fine here, but anybody want to help?" <laughs> <laughs> Which Magneto yeah, almost uh, well, Magneto like, actually tries to be like, yeah, that, that sounds great. Actually, like all this power, that'd be great for mutant kind.
1: Hawkeye tackles him, so he can't do it. Damn, you are like you are kind of convincing me that this is the best Doom because something I really like about it is that it is like recognizably Doom, but uh, it is also like they keep surprising you. Like he does, he does moments that they characterize him in surprising ways that still feel consistent. Like yeah. him asking for help in that moment and bargaining. He's losing. With, and he knows. I, it. I know. I just feel like maybe, uh, you know, a less interesting version of that is, you know, there's just stubborn and boastful or, you know, sure. his honor and pride wouldn't let him do that. But the fact sure. that, like, it's more important to him to win than it is to, like, have his pride like he is a complicated guy. Yeah, yeah, it works. It works really well. Um, He loses to the Beyonder. But then the Beyonder like starts dissecting him in this horrifying scene. Yeah, and you get this like you don't really see the Beyonder ever. <clears throat> I, I actually had forgotten that. In this whole thing. I
0: thought we actually did see the Beyonder. I did in the last. Couple I did of too. Years. Yeah. I guess that's not until Secret Wars two.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like the Beyonder is like pulling him apart like uh, like a little kid playing with you know like a dead a dead animal or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and somehow Doom through that like. Fights back and uh, and steals the power from the Beyonder, and that's kind of the big thing. Like you and that that is the I don't know penultimate moment of this is that yeah. Doom has this power where like it's even beyond the cosmic power. He can't. It takes all of his will to just control it, right? Like that that keeps coming up where he's just like I don't want to accidentally. He keeps talking about flicking his finger like he <laughs> he just flicks his fingers all the time. He's like I actually it's, don't. He doesn't
0: want to accidentally make something reality. Flick my by pinky
1: and it. destroy. This solar system. Yeah. Like he keeps using that kind of an analogy. Which is actually a good, like one of
0: the pro. and we've talked about this, like a problem with the Red Skull getting the Cosmic Cube or later Thanos getting the Infinity Gauntlet Mm -hmm. is, okay, if you make the villain omnipotent, well, why don't they just win? And you're doing that here with Doctor Doom and the way Shooter writes it is a couple things. It's what you just said, which is it's Mm -hmm. really hard to control all that power. So like just getting a handle on it, is a challenge for him. Um, but the other thing is, he becomes, with all of his power, he becomes like very disinterested in his usual dreams of conquest and that sort of thing. Now, some of this is is just him talking. Like So when the heroes then come to him and he's got his uh, ruggish good looks going, because the first thing he does is he heals his face, so now we got good-looking Dr. Doom on the scene, uh, he tells the heroes, like, listen, I don't want to fight anymore. You can't fight me. Like I, I can do anything. And they kind of don't believe him. They go back to their base and have a private conversation, or so they thought, but somebody mm-hmm. left the Alexa on, and Doom heard them and he uh, destroys all of them. And that's how issue number 11 ends, which is amazing, which is with the death of all the heroes. And then 12 kicks off like that. It's super good.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I do like that Doctor Doom, you know, doesn't just like, well, I have all this power. I'm just going to destroy everyone and be evil. He's just like, oh, I don't care about that anymore. None of that matters to me. Like, that's all Mm -hmm. so under me that I don't care about you guys anymore. Like, he even, he tells everybody, like, he summons them, he gives them this talk. He tells them to leave and never come back or he'll destroy them. They all leave and realize Spider-Man's Spider-Woman is missing. And Captain America's like, all right, I got to go back in. It's like, Doom literally just warned them (laughs) to never, you know, come back here. Captain America walks in and Dr. Doom's like lounging on a chair, having some uh, like ambrosia or something. And (laughs) uh, and, like, he's just like, oh, Captain America, what are you doing here? And he's just like, I'm looking for Spider-Woman. He's like, all right, Claw, go find Spider-Woman. Like, he doesn't care enough. (laughs) Like, he's not (laughs) just like... Maniacal, uh, he's just. And then they like talk about his mom for a while. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah And Doom
0: mentions like so. In in keeping with the character, he's like, "Yeah, Mephisto has my mom. Like, I'll I'll go free her. Uh, you know, because that's kind of my thing. But then
1: when I'm done with that, like, I'm probably you know, just going like, to retreat from human society.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'll be good. Like, no humans matter. No demons matter. He's we, like, I, c- we'll I could rule me.
1: Earth, but it would be the same as you ruling a drop of water with some amoeba in it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah, that's a good, it's good yeah. Doom. Um, and then. I just read this. How does he lose the the power? Um, oh, Claw, like... Not Claw. The Beyonder the Claw is, like sneaking around. has been by the Beyonder. Yeah. The Beyonder yep. was not destroyed
0: in Doom's efforts to take his power. Uh, he's sneaking around. He's kind of hijacking some of the characters. Ultimately gets to Claw, who is the closest to Doom. He keeps mm-hmm. him around, his, again, his kind of court jester. And Claw's kind of trying to plant some seeds in Doom's minds, you know, maybe some ways to get to him. He's kind of, like, sneaking up on Doom while he's taking a nap. That doesn't really work. Uh, but ultimately... He convinces Doom, he's like, listen, you can't, the hero, because Doom thinks he kills all the heroes, right? And then Claw's like, actually, they're not dead. And he spins a tale of the way they would come back if they came back. And Doom's like, don't do that, man. I'll think about it and make it real. And then Claw's like, what if it is real? Here, just have me kill the heroes. That way you can't undo it. Give me a little bit of your power. And Doom uncustomarily succumbs to a moment of foolishness, gives him that power, and kind of restores the Beyonder, which is enough to then, the heroes do return, and there's a pretty cool scene where Captain America bum rushes Doom, and Doom just keeps disintegrating him, but Cap keeps coming back, impossibly, because Mm -hmm. the Beyonder's there, making it so. Right? And Doom doesn't realize this yet. So Cap just keeps coming, and keeps coming, which is actually a pretty cool Cap moment. Right? Because he's just like, I'll never stop. You know, I could do this all day, type Cap vibe. Mm -hmm. And he, eventually, they get to Doctor Doom, and he, he does um, lose his power here. He does lose the Beyonder's power,
1: uh, and then like everybody, kind of like the the wish fulfillment stuff comes into play, where everybody um like everything's starting to work out for everyone. <laughs> like everyone's getting healed. um Reed Richards, like I don't know, uh, way of transporting them back to Earth. Like his invention is successful, etc. And then it wraps up real quick. It's weirdly like it feels. This whole thing feels like it dragged on for, uh, you know, six issues too long. But then, like, the second half of this double length, issue number 12, feels a little rushed to, like, conclude things. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, like weirdly,
0: the... weirdly the biggest action happens in 10 and 11, mm-hmm. and it leaves 12 with too much to finish, you yeah. know? It's a little Game of Thrones season 8, all in epi- <laughs> all, in season 12, or an episode, or an issue 12 here. Um, I-, I would agree with that as far as the pacing is concerned. But regardless, mm-hmm. it's where you knew all the toys would be back. In the box when we we ended. Oh here. yeah,
1: weirdly enough, they all get their new cost. Like five of the characters get their new costumes in the past, last like three pages of this. Which is <laughs> yeah, k- kind of funny. Like they've been spreading Professor it out X's somewhat. new yeah. costume is terrifying. So <laughs> it's just it's a, a big... yellow jumpsuit with a big yeah. black X across
0: the chest. He's yeah. standing at this point if, if we had mentioned that too.
1: I mean, you could you might notice that like oh all these new costumes they seem uh, two tone and lacking in detail. Weird. Like, yeah, a lot yeah. of them look very much made for. For toys, um, and luckily they all vanish in what I don't know, Spider-Man's black suit though that he gets here in Secret Wars number eight,
0: obviously that's, iconic, very very cool. Despite the fact that it could be like, eh, it's actually probably just easier to draw. <laughs> yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought that, that too. I was
1: like, this is a like his head especially. His head is pure black with two white eyes, you know, yeah. and that's it. Like you lose that webbing. Um, also, Spider Woman shows up with the exact same costume, so it's really <laughs> Spider Woman starts with this costume.
0: Yeah, this is the introduction yeah. of Jessica Drew. Or wait, no. Not Jessica Drew. Um, what is it, Karen Carpenter? Spider yeah, Woman. Yeah, yes. 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 Um, no, the suburbs Carpenter? of, of that, Denver, Colorado.
1: Isn't that <laughs> not the Carpenter's singer?
0: Well, th- th- this was also a big uh, Carpenters cross promotional effort too. They released an album called Julia. Wars, Julia Carpenter. <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll play a little bit of that Carpenters on the back end and their uh, their hit song. Ooh, Carpenter, I love the Carpenters. Their hit song, yeah. Secret Wars. All right. So clearly, this is. Great Doctor Doom storytelling. Um, we skipped mm-hmm. over a lot of the, like, the beat-by-beat beat secret hours oh, yeah, to get too there much. because there's too a lot. There's, there's a gazillion things. A lot of it, again, I think is, like, simple oftentimes, but very, very fun if you go into it with just sort of the, the wide-eyed wonder of the Marvel Universe. And just the goofy stuff, too. Like, things that we've teased throughout Marvel history like Johnny Storm falling in love with Crystal literally the moment he sees her running through an alley he does God, that again here
1: <laughs> somehow somehow Col- Colossus is much worse though because Colossus is Colossus the worst th- character in this story yeah for sure because like, he's really obnoxious <clears throat> yeah because he falls in love with the same woman immediately he's been pining after Kitty also one of my favorite moments is he's lying alone in his bedroom and he's just like sitting there daydreaming about kissing kitty and uh and then it cuts to a panel with doctor or doctor x professor x's head pops in and he's like colossus to the to the strategy room at once and colossus is like oh uh, professor x uh oh okay like yeah he does that to him him there and And then
0: he he hits him again when he's got a smooch session going on with zanji this uh like not now professor yeah it's like (laughs) like like he's got the sock on the door stay out of his head professor good grief (laughs) it's so funny um
1: but yeah it's just like he's pining after kitty he's pining after kitty he's pining after kitty he sees this woman for the first time and immediately he's just like why can't i picture kitty anymore weird like i'm trying to picture her but it's just it's not coming in my head anymore all i see is this new woman man i'm deeply in love with i'm more in love with her than i realized anyone ever could be and it's just Obnoxious. Now I don't know. What's now going all
0: that on. is super. It super sucks for Colossus, and they're they're actually going to deal with that in Uncanny X Men, which I love. Right? Yeah. We'll some of the probably stuff Probably read. Some of that. Uh, some but of the payoff is Wolverine does yeah. mention here in one kind of throwaway panel in a talk with Nightcrawler that her healing powers are the cause of this, as opposed to Colossus just like following his his loins over his
1: head. I guess. Well, I mean, sure, but also Jim Shooter wrote that. You know, like there there's a thing where you're like, wow, there's an in store. It's it's like a. The classic example of that people make fun of is in Metal Gear Solid Five. Do you have you played those games? I have not. Share with me. Please. There's there's a character in that who's just like hyper sexualized. One of the uh, the soldiers, and she's just wearing like barely anything on mm-hmm. these you know intense military missions. She's wearing like a bikini top and tattered pants, and it's just like ridiculously sexualized. Yeah, and then. You know, uh people like the, the the people were criticizing it before the game came out and the creator was like, Hmm, well there's a there's a pretty important reason for all that, like in the story. You're prejudging it. And then it's like the reason is she breathes through her skin. And it's like, Yeah, but you you wrote it though. Like it you wasn't, just added this is, that after this, this criticism is, kind of thing? No, no, no. I don't think it's that. I think it's just the thing where it's just like just because there's a story reason doesn't mean that like all of a sudden it's fine and good and not sleazy, like you sure. you did this. It didn't just happen. You decided for that to happen. Sure. All right, so I think the same thing. I mean the, the end result is the same where Colossus is just acting like I don't know, a creep. And also like I mean, we love Kitty Pride on this podcast. And what a jerk. He betrays her.
0: Colossus is a jerk. We are going yeah. to continue that. You know, the other the other piece that I kind of enjoy because he's a jerk here. Uh, both in terms of betraying Kitty and and some other things, but he gets his butt kicked constantly. He's KO'd oh, yeah. within yeah. three seconds of the first battle, <laughs> yeah, over and to over the over point again. that it's hilarious. <laughs> like there's a panel where <laughs> the battle just started. Wolverine turns. He's like, Ah, Colossus is down, but Lockheed's fine. The little dragon's hanging in there longer than our our strong Russian metal man. He has a yeah. an abominable Secret Wars. I think a uh, least valuable player award of Secret Wars goes to Colossus. Congratulations on taking that one home. MVP obviously Speaking goes to of Doom.
1: Good romances in this comic. You were telling me before uh, we started recording off mic how much you were surprised that you loved the Magneto Wasp romance. I was really surprised <laughs> to hear that. But can you uh, can you go farther <laughs> into depth Gosh, about that?
0: I gaslight you one time about Dazzler the movie, and you well throw you were it saying like there hasn't, rom- there hasn't
1: been as good of a There hasn't been as good of a Jim Shooter romance. So since we Dazzler, declared, I
0: declared. On the Dazzle of the Movie discussion last episode, the mm. two things Jim Shooter should never be allowed to write mm. are women and romance. And unfortunately, both of those converge yet again in uh, Magneto uh, captures the wasp, brings her to his base, immediately seduces her, and uh, they get to smooch in.
1: Now, there's uh, you know kind what? I of... Don't, I don't mind any of that. Like it's... Oh, I don't mind them smooching, but it's Janet's dialogue <clears throat> yeah, and the way Janet Shooter writes her throughout this. this that yeah. is it is that, so. That's bad. the problem for me. Is she's all of a sudden like the thing that Janet cares about is like expensive designer clothes, and she brings it up at every possibility. So she's just like they turn her into the most like airheaded, shallow, you know, like socialite thing. Which, which, is which is kind of her,
0: th- like it?
1: I don't know. It, it's hard to. It's hard to separate. Some, like sometimes they do that. What here is okay. her
0: character, and what here is yeah. like, like um, what's the word? Like a, a very infantile version of oh, this is what women are like. Yeah. Um, which for sure. It reads like a that. lot of times I, I think she'll, you know, we talked about her becoming a lot more interesting as she becomes sort of the leader of the Avengers and we're in that era. So yeah. she does get stronger moments like, yeah, yeah. and even with the Magneto stuff, which I think is written abominably, but by the end yeah. of it, there is I, a thing where I, I think her dialogue is written abominably is, is really what I'm referring to. Okay. We get to a point where the mutant X-Men show up and they're like, Hey, uh, you know wasp are you gonna bring the avengers in, inside with magneto and she's like ha punked you yep yeah, you're a good smoocher but i'm but i'm not really on your side magneto. i think she literally says
1: like Do you, th- you, th- you might be good at smooches but that doesn't yeah mean no that's I'm the like- dialogue is like yeah. yeah you're good at kissing but i'm not gonna go with you and it's like she's like just because you seduce a woman doesn't mean her head turns to mush which is mm-hmm. fine and good like she can uh, yeah so it's like she does stand up for herself i magna. guess um, technically, yeah, I mean, I, all I don't mind the. I don't mind that romance at all. Like, I mean, in, it's not even romance. It's literally just like seduction, and you know, like two adults who are horny on Battle World. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> like, fine. Like, I, I yeah, feel I like shooters I horny on
0: main that. like all the time. You yeah. know.
1: Uh, you know what? I don't know. There's not that much of that in here, like... What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Is there... Like, I don't like know, it's like Colos- I mean, percent of the heroes There's that out. one woman who just, no one understands that everyone is in love with. The so Johnny woman. and
0: Colossus both fall for the same battle world native. Yeah. But is there anything
1: else besides that? Um, I guess you have there's... Magneto
0: and Wasp. Right. You got an unrequited love. Is it unrequited or unrequited? How would you say Re- that? Requited. It's requited. Okay, unrequited love of Lizard and Wasp. Which let oh back kind on. uh I'm really? throwing I it did, in I never got I'm throwing it in there I know it's I never got romance I kind of just got like appreciation we got Volcana okay. and uh, Owen Reese the Molecule Man yeah I right? guess right so. we got Enchantress and Thor then Enchantress teasing Hulk. oh yeah little tease for our boy BB he mm. uh, he succumbs to that. she tries to tease Cap and can he's I just like nope. nope yeah all right
1: all right point proven I think you're right Enchantress does a good moment I just want to before I forget um. Has a good moment with Dr. Doom where she's trying to tempt him by saying she'll restore his face. And I love that, like, he comes close to giving in. He's just like, he pauses, you know, he's just like blowing her off. And then he's like, wait, you can restore my face? And then he like, you know, I, one of the good things about this writing of Doom is like, he's a complicated guy and he has some weaknesses, you know, like he's not totally one note so i love that like he has a moment of hesitation when she offers him that and he's yeah. just like no i know the price that your sorceries would bring you know but like for a moment he's tempted and you can see that I, yeah that's really good
0: yeah i mean so uh, other than that i would say that the times the things that i don't like about secret wars which i generally think is very very fun um is some of the dial definitely a lot of the dialogue i think shooter still writes romance like impossibly poorly he also has a tendency in this to like i like brutalize women characters like the wasp gets tossed out of a tank like she's a ragdoll by the wrecking crew um mm-hmm. and, and she hulk gets probably the most brutal scene in this whole thing oh where, where they're just, just like, like literally beating on her body like they're just while she's like conscious yeah exactly like she shows she she busts into the villain's base to rescue to get revenge something yeah, for right? the wasp. She's angry. Yeah. Um. Oh, she thinks they killed wasp. Is what it is. at this Yeah. Point. Yeah. And uh. Yeah. And um. She busts in and she beats the heck out of the wrecking crew. But then Titania shows up, gives it to her, and then it's Titania, the wrecking crew, and Doctor Octopus. Who Doctor Octopus mm-hmm. throughout this whole thing is written with the same mental faculties as the wrecking crew and Absorbing Man. Uh, he yeah, it's weird. Yeah. He he gets an LVP for me too uh, on the villain side. But um. But they all beat the heck out of She Hulk in uh. Mm. In you know, I I didn't scenes. pick up on that
1: that like trope but now that you say it yeah i can totally see that yeah 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 so but Uh,
0: uh, those are those are the things that bring it down the most for me um everything else is pretty awesome (laughs) Uh, see i I mean i wouldn't say awesome i would say
1: this is uh it's a little uh overwrought a little bit a little overwrought and definitely overlong for me um i mean part of it is i read it you know all at once, in like a couple. I mean, I didn't read it in one sitting, but I read it in a couple days, mm-hmm. um, which is not how you'd read it, really. But um, I'd say the fighting is not that interesting in it. Uh, well, let, yeah, let's just talk about the, the art because it. let's
0: talk about the art then a little because. So Mike Zach is on this for
1: most of it. Bob yeah, we Layton should call again. it Mike Zach and Bob Layton. I think good art by both. I love of them. Nice. I love
0: Zach's art. Layton has yeah. has done and will do some very good Marvel work. I do think Zach, um, who I'm a huge fan of huge huge fan I think he's not as well suited and this is something I actually read on Jim Shooter's own blog in, um, in his discussion of this Is I don't think he's as well suited for like giant cosmic stuff you know like I don't hmm. think that necessarily comes across as clearly um, but I like when he's doing character interactions and again like the covers to these are iconic. Like the Secret Wars number ten yeah, cover the covers are great, I've got on my yeah. wall behind us, you know, as I as I talk through this. Mm-hmm. I've got the Spider Man black suit signed by Mike Zek. Yeah, up on I mean wall that's a real us. classic. These yeah. are iconic, iconic work. Um and I like some of the little things too with characters like Wolverine leaping into a battle yelling "Shut up Cyclops" is like perfect Wolverine. <laughs> it like in if you could do it in three words, that's Wolverine. Leaping into battle yelling "Shut up Cyclops." There's also a visual no commentary of Nightcrawler teleporting into a good guys versus bad guys battle and just pulling Enchantress by her ponytail. <laughs> there are so many little moments yeah. of of little character things throughout this that I think are like insanely fun and spot-on again like trying to cover this many characters is really really hard like this is going yeah. to be a challenge for writers yeah uh, uh, you know through to today
1: right it is I will say it is much more successful than I think it deserves to be or that it has any right to be rather mm-hmm. like given given the premise and 12 issues and you know all the surrounding context I think it is much more successful than you would you know assume or that I s- assumed um I still think it's a little boring I get Got bored quite a bit during it, but what, like, what you're do you right think is about boring? all those little like, moments? Because like, there's a hundred. Like, I I literally probably could have writ- written a list of like thirty individual moments that made me chuckle of just like funny little scenes. And there, but
0: there are so many. You're saying like there are a lot. There's so don't... many,
1: and it's also like I I think the main problem with this is there's no big structural like hook to this, right? Like until the Doctor Doom stuff really ramps up in the last three issues, mm-hmm. it kind of just feels like. There's bad guys on this planet and there's good guys on this planet and like we're running around. And, oh, I saw one of them. I gotta. We're gonna fight. And then like, oh, they hurt this one. I guess we're gonna fight them. And yeah, like, a little bit. No, I mean, it's, it's not really all a centered mystery. around the mystery of there's, the beyond. There's no mystery. There's no goal. There's no threat. No, there's a mystery. Is where Except, the heck are they and why are they there? Well, does that get resolved? Um, kind of no, because nowhere Doom the issue one. I mean, no. we never meet the beyonder and you never find out who he is or why this happened. Mystery continued. Well, well, that's bad then. <laughs> like, and it's also, I mean, a mystery can't be like, here's the premise of the mystery in issue one, and now you get zero clues towards that mystery in the next 11 issues. Like, it doesn't progress anywhere. Sounds it sounds like a nowhere. killer mystery. It sounds like an uncrackable mystery. <laughs> the best mysteries <laughs> are the ones where I love <laughs> mystery novels where the detectives just are stumped and get no clues the entire book. <laughs> My favorite um, kind. Yeah, I, I think that's the the big problem with this for me, is that, like, for much of it, it kind of just feels like I said for a lot of comics, and then this happens, and then this happens, and this happens. It's more successful because those character moments are fun, and you get a lot of those. Um,
0: there, the bat. I don't know what the batting average is, but there are a lot of really good ones. Um, Shooter yeah, has yeah. like a weirdly nice grasp on the X Men. So like Professor yeah, X has become yeah, yeah. their leader, dealing with him actually going into battle with him. Storm calling him out on a lot Mohawk Storm. Being mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm the leader of the X-Men. Storm and X-Men, Cyclops kind of clashing. My biz- yeah. Cyclops That stuff's continuing to through through the leader from role, from all The X Men We've been reading, I think, successfully. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: Spider-Man actually doesn't get a ton to do. But Spider-Man's one- kind of weirdly rounded down to just being like a smart aleck. Yeah. He yeah, does get a bummer.
0: beat up the X-Men moment when he hears them, what he thinks is them saying, hey, we're going to go side with Magneto. And then Professor X casually mind wipes him, which is <laughs> a- another oh, classic a of kind of Professor X being a jerk moment. He yeah. does. He he's the king of self admonishing, because oh, later I hate, he comp- I hate doing it. but – I uh, hate doing it so much. I'm just like Hitler. That's a, that's what he says. That's oh how yeah. He the, oh, the Hitler like, Jew oh, man, comparisons are. I'm way, no
1: better. Way too uh, frequent here. Don't. But then he.
0: But then he'll do it again,
1: that. like tomorrow.
0: And oh, he yeah. threatens Storm with it too. He yeah. threatens Storm. He's like, hey, if you guys aren't going to follow my rule, you know, one of my favorite moments with the, with the the Reed
1: Richards is they find a prison. That they can, like, they find a dungeon where they can trap all the, uh, the, like, bad guys that they've stunned Mm -hmm. and, like, hold them. And he's just like, I found a humane holding facility that, like, telepathically accesses their brain waves and reduces their aggression. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I don't know if you know what the word humane means, but, like, (laughs) like something that is actually playing with their brains and just being like, ah, calm now. (laughs) It's It's not exactly humane. Um... That's what are what are some good moments? Uh Wasp has a terrible costume. I hate the Wasp's costume with that yeah, big W. Yeah, I get that.
0: You know what you know what a great moment is? A moment right. for our times is uh the enchantress chugging wine and demanding <laughs> yes. a barkeep to get more for her when she's sitting alone in Doombase. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yes, that's very funny. I I like the thing you posted about Galactus standing up like a weirdo. Um, Galactus stands
0: up like a giant weirdo.
1: That's funny in that context. So he doesn't stand up. He gets knocked down. Instead of standing up perfectly stiff as a board, he just kind of like... He he rises like Nosferatu, you know? (laughs) And that's how he gets Um, out
0: of bed in the morning, right? We now have that visual confirmed. That's
1: true that it's funny and weird. I also kind of like it as just a weird little character detail of Galactus of like, yeah, it would be kind of undignified for him to have to like scramble to his feet, like hoist himself yeah. up. I like that Doom calls that out. Like he doesn't stand up like a normal man. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is different. All right. So before we, before we hash out why this
0: is the 136th best comic of all time, um, where does, where does this leave us in actual, what, what actually comes out of this that matters? Oh <laughs> right? yeah. Weird, Moving forward not aside much, from the experiences. Yeah. Um, one thing is the Fantastic Four, uh, Ben Grimm, throughout this, he, he can all of a sudden kind of realizes he's turning back to human Ben Grimm, and he's kind of oscillating uh-huh. between that and the thing. He develops a little bit of control over that, and he decides he wants to stay in space. So the thing in space <laughs> is a fairly big takeaway um, from the end of this comic book. Let's see. What else? Uh,
1: Owen I Reese mean, that, that flies all the bad for... guys
0: back on a yeah. meteor. He pulls out of World. Okay, so they all make it back fine as the thing, well.
1: The Thing staying matters for, like, a little bit as the Thing comic book. I mean, that matters. The Fantastic Four will have She-Hulk on it, and the Thing comic book will be about the Thing in space. Yeah. But, like, long-term, that doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, the big thing is Spider-Man's If you constant. were in space, and you came back, and I said, well, you know, cool, but long-term, that didn't really matter, you'd be so <laughs> upset. <laughs> I just want I want to point out to the club, just so, like, everyone has context for this, Secret Wars is above... On Dave's list now: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Black yeah. Science, Kingdom Come, Miss Marvel, um, The Manhattan yeah. Projects, which yeah. I actually kind of agree with. I think that's just fine. Um, <laughs> let me see. The black Black Bolt. There's something here I just saw where I was like actually surprised that you liked it more. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I, I haven't read that. F- Fatal. Don't people? I thought you loved Fatal. But uh, no, I really disliked the ending. It's oh, okay. Up until that. Um. Daredevil by Mark Wade. You're not Oof. saying anything surprising. Uh, Iron Man, Demon in a Bottle, Monstrous Volume One. I I need to read more Monstrous. I'll yeah, Monstrous right d- deserves a reappraisal <laughs> yeah.
0: from you. I've got um, it above X Men. God loves, man kills. A recent one we've read in the club. Now, like I wait, think you have on it above X Men. God loves, man kills. Yeah. So like I think, that's my, and that's that's wild. where re- ranking Secret Wars becomes the most difficult is on a like technical craft or on a really having something to say level. It yeah. fails completely, right? Like it doesn't.
1: It does not compete. It doesn't. I mean, I think the big thing in that regard is it doesn't progress any of these characters. I mean, it doesn't progress them. It doesn't do much new with them besides but Doom. But that's but that's by design. And it yes, it's for not sure. supposed to. And it also is not like the strongest version of any of them except Doom. So like, yeah. I think I think that sure. is you know kind of an indictment of it. I mean, um, I'm I'm no, I, I get that, that I you love it purely on
0: you, a fun yeah, just like. Again like it's it's not nostalgia I have. I wasn't a kid in 1984. I wasn't even alive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like when it's I got into comics, for you. Yeah. I I read this relatively early and it was like, yeah, it left an impression of like what sure. events could yeah. be, how they could work, about what Dr. Doom is supposed to be as a character. Um and I I like will always remember it fondly. <laughs> so even rereading it now, you know, there're definitely aspects to it where I'm like I think Shooter's writing can be abysmal. But I think on big story beats and the general plan and the scope of what he's trying to do, it's very mm-hmm. successful. Um, so, all right. Tell me tell me why that might not be the case. All, you, all you've done is list other really good comics that I like it a little more than.
1: No, I mean, I, I'm just teasing you and also uh, hoping that, like, the club will turn on you like they often turn on me. Because I'm sure, <laughs> like, I'm sure the club is still... It is, at this point, the episode where I say that Alpha Flight number one is better than... Uh, Giant Size X Men Number One has not come out yet, so I'm still like my body is still tense, waiting. It hasn't. It has not come waiting out. Waiting for the night,
0: the moment we're recording this.
1: Yeah, we're recording. But by the time people but, hear this episode,
0: they will know your sins. So
1: I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure at this point, when the episode comes out, I am receiving a daily barrage of hate mail over that. So I'm it's just trying to, to like... hate mail
0: club, and le- let me be the first to say, I give Zach a hard time about oh, some no, of his I'm, worst I'm teasing. Instincts. Nobody, no nobody. hate mail. No, on. no, no one is, is nasty about it or not about
1: nothing. Um, but I am just trying to turn that ship a little bit in your direction. Maybe, maybe get some of that heat on you. Um, no, I mean, I also understand. <laughs> Fair enough, that, but like nothing I've said today is anywhere near as fiery <laughs> as Alpha <laughs> no, I, Flight number one. Oh, I think is better I than think Giant so. Size. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 don't know. I, um, I genuinely don't have. I mean, I think you and I have like slightly. We have different opinions about this, or like a different. You're not coming down as it. hard on this as I thought you might. No, I'm not. Like, it kind of turned out like I. Thought it might where uh, I thought this was okay. <laughs> you know, you know, like, you know what the other thing I, that I do I like really this a lot like about it,
0: yeah, it is it, again like ignoring Contest of champions because it's ignorable. It's your first Marvel event like this, really. Yeah, and that's I, people like I, I've said this many times on our variant covers and different things. I like event comics. I like the idea of huge stories that bring the Marvel that bring universes shared universes together and successfully tell a story that makes sense to have them all together for Right. And that does so with like fun beats that you can take away. Um, If it can say something while it's doing it even better. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. But that's the piece where a lot of times they fall apart and it gets really tricky. Secret Wars doesn't try to really say anything, but it does do the, again, that sort of wide eyed childlike wonder that I think is essential to enjoying superhero comics. Because at the end of the day, if you're like, like, what are the literary merits of Secret Wars 84? You know, I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is Vladimir Nabokov written in, like, read in the original Russian. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't prose at its finest. I don't make that argument. But if we're going to sit here and talk about superhero comics, which obviously I'm more than happy to do for a long, long chunk of my life, there has to be that wild-eyed, wide-eyed, even wild-eyed, sure, get wild with it, wonder... About just like the possibilities of the entertainment here and I think Secret Wars captures that really nicely
1: yeah I was not as entertained but I see what you're saying and I think I said the biggest compliment I can give this is that like give this to a kid who doesn't know Marvel and I think this hooks him you know like I think if you don't if you were a child in the 80s who doesn't know anything about Marvel comics you hand this to a kid who's interested I think this is like I bet you know, you give this to a dozen kids and you'd probably like have a dozen kids who are all interested in different things. You get mm-hmm. some who are like, oh, I want to see what Magneto's about. There's some who want to go figure out, you know, read more Fantastic Four, whatever. I think it's a good introduction to all these characters and like a really nice. I think he captures all their voices at, on, on average pretty well.
0: I think yeah. most of those kids would be like, can we see Volcana
1: and Owen's apartment? And does the <laughs> Beyonder know how to poop? I feel like most of them would ask that. I mean, we literally never even see like a manifestation of the Beyonder. We get nothing from we the Beyonder. Yeah, we do not. Yeah, it's crazy. Which again, uh, another I, I another was publishing by note not I want to call out is we read uh, Amazing Spider-Man 251 with the Hobgoblin, the one that ended up with the Hobgoblin like mask underwater. Uh huh. That came out before Secret Wars number one, uh-huh. and then the same month or within a month of we Secret we see Wars him go to Battleworld
0: at the end of that. Right. Exactly. That's we see part. him go to
1: Battleworld at the end of 251. In April 1984, in May 1984, the same time that Secret Wars number 1 is coming out, Spider-Man shows up with the black suit in Marvel. Yeah. So, like, this Secret War event lasted a year in real time in 12 issues, but, like, really fits in between April and May of 1984. So before the event is done, you're already seeing the ramifications of it in mainline Marvel. So, like, in Fantastic Four, you're seeing that She-Hulk replaces the thing. Yeah well before like a, a solid year before you realize that he you know quits the team and stays behind it's the sort of thing
0: that would drive a continuity nut <laughs> perhaps runs a website where he keeps track of reading i mean they, they explicitly
1: s- yeah, they explicitly said that was part of the uh, you know the marketing right like oh you want to sure. find out where this suit came from go read secret wars number one you want to find out where the thing is go read secret wars number one yeah yeah yeah. Like, it is, it is the way to hook you into to read that. But I think that's sure. kind of interesting. Um, yeah, pretty good. I mean, like, compared pretty to... Pretty good. We got him. Pretty em. good. Yeah, man. Guys. I mean, can, can I just say, I think mm-hmm. I deserve... Mm-hmm. I want praise for liking this comic, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Like, think how... <laughs> I did not come in with the hot contrarian take here. I made uh-huh. this episode pleasant for you to, to record. You mostly... Yeah. You got to gush uh-huh. without me yelling at you. Yeah. I I joined in on the praise, which is un- unlike what I got for Alpha Flight. I'm still alone on my Alpha Flight island here. Yeah. Yeah, you, you are. You said you said my co- Alpha Flight sucks. You said it sucks. Alpha Flight Alpha really sucks. No, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> it's actually pretty good if you think I of, tried to enjoy Like those, if you've really uh, if you've read if you know comic books or you read comic books or like or an actual fan of them. Uh-huh you'd realize that alpha fight's pretty good uh-huh yeah um, true fans yeah th- compared to comic or uh, comic of champ- contest of champions or like other things of this nature, uh, we read um there's some old an- Avengers annual where they were fighting the Mandarin that kind of had the same vibe- mm-hmm. like yeah, three, light years ahead of anything that we've read like that or through the wedding. No, no, no. It was if it it's own thing. No, there was one where like the Mandarin had gathered a bunch of villains together, and then they all went to different countries, and then the Avengers all gathered together a bunch of heroes, and they Isn't all went number to different one? countries. Hmm. Isn't that Avengers Annual number one? Yeah, it is. Is okay. it? Yeah. yeah. Anywho. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for one of those,
0: it's fun stuff. I do. I do really want to hear opinions and thoughts on this yeah, because sure. I I recognize sort of the. I the think mindset you have to take into this i think you know i think you and i would probably like it
1: more than most i, I bet the club on general and uh, the club on average will like it a little less than us uh,
0: i don't know i don't know write to us at uh at my yeah. this year at gmail.com if you have opinions on secret wars which i imagine you might and we will take a look at those and try to read some of them on the variant cover episode where we answer listener questions and uh if you are a patron and are in the Slack, the exclusive Slack, where you can chat with the club, including myself and Zach. Um, write us a note about your thoughts on Secret Wars because I do. I want to hear what people feel and experience reading this again, 35 years later. Um, you know, i say it's not like it is a uh, you know it is a relic of the past in many ways. So I would like to know what uh, thoughts and be, opinions are there.
1: Are you going to be excited when I come in to 1985 with my uh, Secret Wars Two as the superior? crossover event I would, I would be fascinated
0: if you liked secret wars 2 i have no cover, because so is... it would actually be there there's an argument to be made that it oh it is more up hate, your alley people hate that crossover yeah oh it's well it's but bad. then we'll again people
1: there. hate since past i'm uh I like that. You, you
0: are the world's biggest since pass fan which um yeah if you which didn't which know, I mean means that, me
1: that I give people. it a B plus <laughs> which somehow makes that's me the biggest that's super high that's <laughs> I know, I know. for yeah. a despised story
0: all right so I don't I don't oh, know that I, I was See expecting to have to defend this more year. and I don't yeah. um yeah. so again like all of the the things that I really want to call out I think probably mostly I did there's a lot more to it of course yourself you're gonna yell at your kids cause like
1: pent up aggression that you need to get out what's that? I said we're gonna end this recording, and you're gonna go have to yell at your kids because uh, this anger needs to be displaced somewhere. You had this like you were coming in all charged, all super Yeah, yeah, I I will never do that,
0: but I might maybe I'll start a a YouTube video where I start talking about all the reasons, eighty four reasons that um, people say Secret
1: Wars is bad,
0: and I just (laughs) rip them to shreds. (laughs) You have to go sit in
1: your car to do that. I'll create a strut.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my alt. YouTube channel not comic book Herald, it's a comic book uh, Gerald with a G and I'm, I'm just super nasty and I use all sorts of straw men <laughs> and I beat them up oh I beat those straw men to right to heck that's while while what stabbing a, uh, an action figure of Captain Marvel with a pair of scissors. Uh, why Why would anyone do such a weird, psychotic thing? We don't know. We don't know, people. All right, you're listening to My Marvelous Year. I'm Dave Busing. You can find my stuff over at comicbookherald.com. What's uh, next he's week, Zach Dave? Dean. You can find the Dean's List coming up yeah. on My Marvelous Year. Next week, we're going to be recording... Um, the the Dean's List. These are Zach's Picks. It's the first oh, yeah. Zach's Picks episode, and uh, boy, hey, are and we y- in for a hodgepodge of odd Zach favorites
1: from 1984. Hey, if you, uh, and, uh, well, one thing. They're not all my favorites. I put Power Pack because I think it's interesting, but I don't like Power These Pack. These are your, <laughs> I think you told me, Just, six favorite comics ever? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and hey... You know, if this turns out well and people like it, maybe that's what the club will be from now on. Maybe we'll just uh, we'll do away with this My Marvelous Year list We will nonsense scrap the
0: hours upon hours of curated lists that are before you from 1985 to present day, and mm-hmm. we will scrap that in favor yes. of six little Zach issues
1: that he likes. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Did you read them yet? Because I just had to fix something. I sure have not. Okay, good. Uh, I also want to know, Have you read these before, period? Is this the first time in the club you're going to be reading something new besides Well,
0: let's just say them then. So Captain America 289 to 291 is coming up. I have read those. Incredible Hulk number 291, I probably have not read. What If number 45, which one is that? It's What If the Hulk Goes Berserk. I have read that one. Marvel Fanfare number 15, is that the Benji Grimm one? Yeah, the prank war. I've read that one. Alpha Flight number six, I have read, but it's been a long time and I'm curious about because I know this is one of your absolute favorites. And yeah. Power Pack number one and two, I read very recently because I was considering adding them to the list. And uh, it'll be fun to just talk about their existence, although I ultimately yeah, decided old. they were not worth a spot.
1: They're not good. <laughs> I don't think they're very good, but they are weird and interesting. Uh, yeah. And I think that's that's worth talking about. So, All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited.
0: So that's what's coming up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, again, you can find more from us at mymirlishear.com or patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. Music for the show is by Disaster Piece, and you can find us on social at mymarvelousyear pretty much anywhere online. So thanks for listening. I hope all of your dreams are now yours, and uh, we will
1: see you next year. Wait, what was that last bit?
0: Any, If you slay your enemies, uh, uh-huh. anything you desire, your uh-huh. dreams will be <laughs> yours. <laughs> So I hope all I, your dreams are now
1: yours. 100% didn't make that connection, and I was just like, "What is this? What's this weird new thing, Dave's?" I like to tie the
0: content together, you know, keep the theme. No, going. it's
1: great, it's great. I just uh, had to ruin it's great. it.
0: <laughs> all right, everybody, we'll see you next year.
1: Bye. Oh, see you next year. God, I forgot. <laughs>